Good evening, good evening. This is behavioral scientist Tanola Oliver, and thank you so much for joining me on this edition of the Making of the Mogul radio show, where the dream is free, but the hustle is sold separately. And today, I want to talk briefly about the lived research study that I conducted on Curtis 50 Cent Jackson and the literary work that has been published that highlights the professional journey of Curtis 50 Cent Jackson. In addition to, in a very limited amount of time, I also want to bring some redress to the topic of Michael Jackson, Chris Brown, and Usher, right? And so let's start with that. In my attempt to introduce the literary work that really is the synopsis of my lived research study that I conducted on Curtis 50 Cent Jackson for the past two to two and a half years, I was making a comparison and I was stating or bringing awareness around his personification and around his brand. And I mentioned that um, he is an anomaly, right? That we will never encounter another Curtis 50 Cent Jackson, that he is one of a kind. So in the same breath, I mentioned and compared him to Michael Jackson. And I stated that though I love Chris Brown and Usher, that they are not Michael Jackson and that they are not to be compared to Michael Jackson. So in the um, celebration of hip hop and music and for the culture, let me further unpack and explain what I meant. For example, we have Kumo D, we have Houdini. I don't even know if the young people know who I'm talking about unless you really are a music enthusiast, right? Some of the best to ever do it, right? Kumo D, um, Eric B and Rakim, um, um, LL Cool J. So I, when I talk about brands and genres, I'm talking about pockets of people, right, that transcended the culture with their music, right? It would be totally unfair for me to compare Curtis 50 Cent Jackson to Kumo D or to Houdini. Totally different era of music. But the Curtis Jackson of his era is what Houdini and Kumo D represent for their era, right? So when I made the comparison of Chris Brown and Usher, am I saying that they are not icons? Absolutely not. They are definitely icons, right? but of a different era, right? Um, so when I, when I think 
or frame the brand of Michael Jackson, I think of Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder, Lionel Richie, Diana Ross. I would even potentially add Madonna to that lineup, right? Uh, Cindy Lauper to that lineup. Chris Brown and Usher are not of that era, right? So I'm not even understanding why it was, that information really was why the comment was taken out of context, right? And so Usher and Chris Brown, Mary J. Blige, um... Casey and JoJo, um, like that's a different era, right? And so they are the it of their era, right? And I think it is okay, like that we have this, um, like I think it's okay to allow people to shine for their era. Like we don't have to pull people into another era and in order to celebrate who they represent as an artist for the era that they represent, right? Just as I mentioned, and I I made the reference to uh, Kumo D and to Houdini, like it would be totally unfair to make that that comparison. The, The music is totally different, right? Um... And so Michael Jackson made, so he was a pop artist, right? I don't see, he was a pop artist. He was a pop artist of his era, right? Um, And I think it's really unfair to attempt to make that comparison of Chris Brown and Usher to, to Michael Jackson, just totally different totally different eras, right? Um, and so there that is. Um, I, I, I really, uh, I love Chris Brown. I love Usher. I think they are phenomenal. I think they are icons of their time. And, and, and I think it's okay to celebrate them um, in a different era than, than the ability to celebrate Michael Jackson, right? And then... For example, uh, the Ice Ice Cube, Snoop, Dr. Dre, um, we're not comparing, like, uh, gangster rap cannot be compared to KRS-One, right? KRS-One was of their own right and of their own era, right? Like how, I don't even know how people attempt to make those comparisons, really. I, I don't even... I don't even understand. As an art and art and music enthusiast, I don't understand how people attempt to make those specific uh, comparisons, right? Uh, who is the KRS one of this of this day and age? We don't have one, right? We we don't have like a conscious rapper um, of this this particular era, it, and we haven't had one for a while. And, um, and I think it's okay not to make, not to attempt to make that comparison.
um, because it just it it I it just it, it's not even the same compartment. Not because the talent is not equivalent, right? I'm not stating that the talent is not equal equivalent. What I'm saying is um, stating that the talent is not of the same. It's not to me. It's not even the same genre, right? It's not even in, in my mind's eye, it's not even the same genre, right? And so anyhow, navigating back to the literary work that I was able to unpack and somehow uh, package into a, um, so here, here is the announcement. I was about to make the announcement without the introduction. There is, after uh, talking with publishers, and I I decided to self-publish, and so there's two different releases of, one is an actual textbook that will accompany the executive leadership course. And it will contain a workbook that unpacks the 23 things that I wish I would have known about money before the age of 21. The paperback version of the literary work will also have the 23 things that I wish I would have known before I was 21, the introduction of the topics. But to have the full um, the full course along with the textbook, it is an opportunity for someone to attend the executive leadership uh, course through Elect Leadership Academy, and I'm excited about it. Um, after having several conversations, it was people were really impressed with the way I was able to unpack the material and make it tangible for all demographics of people and transcending cultures, transcending socioeconomic status. The book is uh, very, a very easy to read and comprehend literary work. So the 23 things that I wish I would have known before I was 21, there are two copies of that one for the textbook and then one for the paperback book and so the one in the paperback book are along the lines of affirmations that you will have the ability to announce into your life that associates itself um, with the ability to produce, right? Um, and so that's the thing about doing business is that as you 
you have to adapt a different language and a different self-talk that you have with yourself on a day-to-day basis. That's what you will find in the paperback book. And once you read the paperback book, um, I almost want to guarantee that you will find a way to enroll in the course. All right. And um, when you enroll in the course, then that's when the workbook that accompanies the uh, the text uh, tech will it it will once you enroll into the course it becomes part of a package which um, it at that point will be a textbook and a workbook and um, and you will purchase the the workbook with the course and it will have the full unpacking and the daily steps and the worksheets for the 23 things that I wish I would have known before I was 21. It is so I wrote it, right? And so for me it was it was basic for me, right? Because um oftentimes we we undermine our own work. And so it felt basic to me. Uh, when I begin to look for someone to write my foreword for the book and to preview the book, the reviews were overwhelming for me. Um, again, because I'm always appreciative of when my academic peers um, have an appreciation for um for what what's important to me. So, and 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 I say that because it's an honor and a privilege for me to be able to I don't know if I've ever mentioned it, but I existed in the theater world, right? My beginnings with um arts and entertainment was not just music um as um someone who played an instrument, but also in the area of uh, theater, right? And so what I love about theater is that you have the, 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 the thing about theater is that you interject yourself um, in a very exaggerated way into characters that you have the ability to personify with your um, and you bring parts of yourself into that characterization, right? And you animate that, um, you animate that particular personification, right? Of the of the portrayal of the person that you're putting forward in theater. And I I love, right? I I, I love the ability to be able to step out of oneself and animate right? And animate, um, an individual. And so when I, this literary work for me is an honor and a privilege because it offers me the opportunity to narrate a story of someone who is not fictional, right? Um, and some people, uh, really have attempted to label me as a historian, 
right? And so the thing about historians and studying um, individuals and characters um, or individuals and people uh, that were in the past is that what what happens is in as we celebrate who they were um, because they're no longer in existence is that it's almost as if we're narrating a fictional character, right? And so the difference with why I see this as an honor and a, and a privilege is because it is a lived research um, study. And so that means that this is a person that is tangible, that is touchable, that we still have the ability to see how their life is unpacking and they come from a world that I existed in and to see their life projected in a direction that um, some people's lives from where we started from, right? Started from the bottom, now we, from where we started from, right? Some people's life never make it to that dimension, right? And to see that process and that journey of an individual who um, 20 years is a long time, but 20 years is, is not that long of a time, right? Because some people don't, uh, the accomplishment is extraordinary. Not everybody makes it to that level of accomplishment within 20 years, Um that's a short amount of time, right? If we think about uh, having birth and watching someone who um, matured into an adult, right? From the age of one to 20, that time frame, um, if you blink, that time frame is here, right? And so um, I am appreciative and, and, ha- and, um, and honored and privileged to be able to present this narrative of a, a lived research study, right? And so um, it was important to me as a researcher, and I've talked about this before, that uh, we train and take oaths and sign papers that we would do no harm to society. And so it was... Um, my intentionality to um, to really bring a high level view of what the process looks like and how the success flourished out of the process. It really is a blueprint for how uh, Curtis 50 Cent Jackson was able to matriculate from just an everyday rapper to a media mogul. And so um, there are some very important derivatives involved uh, in that story. And so um, I'm excited for you to read it. I'm excited for you to order it. And you can do that by emailing me at electleadershipacademy at gmail.com. I will also place a link um, in the 
uh, story or the body of this particular um, broadcast so that you can just click on the link and um, you can order this literary work. And I am so intentional about referring to it as a literary work because I want you to understand the difficulty it was um, to compose all of the information that I was able to research and study and present in a organized methodology that makes it tangible and not scientific, right? Those the, the so it makes the story livable, it makes it tangible, and it makes it obtainable. And that's difficult for a scientist or an individual who processes and sees the world in a way of not just um so the storytelling part is a part of me that I bring from my childhood, which led me to theater and all of that helped me to present this particular narrative. But the scientists in me, and you will see, you will see the, as I vacillate back and forth um, with uh, fighting the urge to want to just present the the data and and the the scientific methodology behind what makes Curtis Fifty Cent Jackson um, an outlier, right? Um, I worked very hard and was very intentional about making um, this literary work tangible for everyone, and um, I'm excited for you to read it, and I'm excited for you to enroll and the actual um, executive leadership course, which is all about branding, business methods, um, and uh, how to elevate and bring the conception of what you believe your business can be um, into fruition. And what that process looks like, right? 20 years, uh, it's a long time, but it's a, it's a short amount of time. And um, longevity of life, uh, health, and prosperity to those of you who, have, who are connected to me and who are connected to this movement. Because it's not just about, um, it, doesn't, it doesn't stop with me, right? It starts with me. I'm a, I'm a behavioral scientist. I am presenting this information in, in the form of a literary work that um, transcends into an actual course. And uh, because you are plugged into me, you are plugged into the longevity of what this movement feels like and uh, longevity of life, health, and prosperity because we are telling and unpacking living stories. And what I know and what I believe is that you will live and your children will live 
to see the success of what this movement looks like, right? Um, And I'm excited about it. Electleadershipacademy at gmail.com. Electleadershipacademy at gmail.com to order the um, paperback or to enroll in the actual course where, and if you enroll in the course, you get the paperback and you get the workbook that accompanies the actual course. In addition to you uh, automatically enroll in the mentorship and coaching that um, has to take place in order to do the work in the workbook proficiently. All right. And so this is behavioral scientist Tanola Oliver. I am super excited about meeting you, connecting with you. I'm excited about how this will shift the trajectory of not just your life, but the life of your children, the life of, um, of, um, just this will change, uh, generations. Uh, it will change generations uh, and it will change generations because it will change the way that you see yourself in comparison to how you see others. That is really the purpose and again, um, we have to change the, the self-talk and the paperback is what helps you to develop the cognitive ability that makes the textbook tangible once you have begun to um, strategically move within the actual course, right? Um, It's all about the language. It's all about the self-talk and longevity of life, prosperity, and health and good health for all of us. And uh, that's what it's all about. And a lot of people, um, and so is it about the money? Yes, about the money at the end of the day. Um, But really it's about uh, thinking, right? It's about thinking. It's about how you see yourself in comparison to others And it's about knowing that um, you have uh, the ability to navigate this world and to to be a power force and influence for your own life and to um, maintain that mindset as you journey through life. And I'll say it again, longevity of life prosperity, health, and um, good health and prosperity. Longevity of life, good health, and prosperity. And this is behavioral scientist Tanola Oliver. I am so excited about connecting with you. I'll talk with you soon. If you would like to um, become a part of the book tour, please email me and um, I look forward to connecting with you and visiting your organization. Uh, And let's talk about outliers. There are many of them amongst us. And if you're connected to me, you're probably one too. Peace.